This is a crowd podcast. You're listening to Fucks Given, a guide to opening up a relationship. Oh, hi there, Reed. Hi there, Florence. Um, we had a moment yesterday where we did this and yeah. we realized that maybe pe- maybe us saying, like me saying hi, Florence, and you saying hi, Reed, would confuse people of our voices. So maybe we should start the episodes like, hi, I'm Reed. I know, but it's so lame. That's why we stopped doing that. I know. But I would be confused if someone was saying somebody else's name. Do you think? Can we I do think a so. poll? Me personally. <laughs> yeah, let's do, let's do an Instagram poll. Curious fuckers, tell us on the community Facebook group whether you get confused at who is talking and how we can make that less confusing for you. Yes, and do you do you recognise that this voice speaking now is Reed with the pink hair? Reed and the other voice the is Florence. I'm not entertaining this part of the podcast because I think it's very boring. And the curious fuckers are like, get the fuck on with it, girls. I disagree, but <laughs> fair enough. There are way more exciting things to talk about, i.e. what you got up to at the weekend, which I have been sitting on tenterhooks waiting to hear about. <laughs> yes, um, I'm very excited to talk about my my date with sam and this other girl we've mm. i've mentioned before in the past <laughs> it's very fitting for this episode in particular because we're talking about opening up relationships non-monogamy poly open stuff and we're also going to be answering your questions towards the end of the episode yes yeah i'm very excited but before we get into my update florence do you have an update how are you? What? What's been going on in your life? Why are you swinging this back around to me? Because <laughs> so you don't feel left out. <laughs> well, I was going to go after you, but okay, I'll go first. So my update is, you know that fucking dickhead of a guy that I was dating a while ago? Oh my God, yes. Well, you know it's the start of cuffing season and the end of summer... When mm-hmm. guys like that start sliding back into your inbox. Yeah, for sure. I got the, hope you're good, Florence. Been thinking about you text. <laughs> oh, what a line. There's no questions in there. No, how are you? No pleasantries, really. <laughs> it's just, I'm doing this for me. Yeah. And I know that by him thinking about me, he's going back through the media section on the group chat (laughs) and wanking over my photos and videos I sent him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, we we can assume that. Uh, We assume that he's he's been thinking about how good the sex was and he's like, hmm, that was good. That that was a good time. Let's go back there. Not realizing that he fucked it up. He fucked it up massively. Mm Mm-hmm. And I didn't reply because and also, I'm standing sorry. in my fucking boundaries here. Respect and the lack of communication. No, like, acknowledgement of the past. No, like, hey, I know things kind of ended a bit weirdly. Like, how are you? Um, I really want to communicate and be like, 
this mm-hmm. might be weird, but can we fuck again? Yeah. There's no mature communication there. It's all just like games. Yeah, I told my friend about it, who's friends with him. And yeah. he was just chilling at mine. We were just hanging out and he was like, oh. He was like, I think I might have done the same thing recently. <laughs> I was like, you did not. He was like, yeah, I did. And I think it might have been a bit worse. So It's he, such an easy move. He basically oh. had ghosted this girl that he was seeing and mm-hmm. then sent the like, hey, been thinking about you. He was like, I sent like three different gifts saying like, oh. been thinking about you. And she replied to him, please delete my number because I'm not going through this again. Oh my God. Well, thank goodness for stating her boundaries. Bravo (laughs) to this lady. (laughs) So funny. But yeah, cuffing season. Beware. The fuck boys are going to Mm -hmm. pretend that they want to be your boyfriends for winter. Yes. Yes, that's true. They want... They want the the snuggles and the cuddles and the (laughs) by the fire... Like yeah. summer's over. The summer of fucking uh-huh. is over in, in their minds. Well, the thing is, I feel like we can do this too. Women can be just as bad, but we oh, are just yeah. way more communicative. Um, I'm, and I think less shitty. Yeah, I think everyone can probably <laughs> do this, most part. this thing. But generalization though. That was a generalization. It's a very, it's a fuckboy move. Massive fuckboy move. But anyway, what have you been up to, Reed? <laughs> well, I had, I had a therapy session this morning, which is good. Um, nice really good um nice and i've had a really busy weekend but friday friday eh, um so it's sam and i uh we invited this girl over who i'd mentioned before on was it the last episode i spoke about or the episode before that maybe um where this girl we met online has a tickle fetish and i went on a date with her and had fun with her and it was amazing so this was sam meeting her for the first time um mm-hmm. <laughs> and i've sprained my ankle so i was like guys i'm kind of i'm a bit worried i don't really i shouldn't really go anywhere so they came to yeah. my place oh. for drinks and chill mm-hmm. and hang out and yeah fun session three sometimes which is really fun okay so the first the first night um they got on really well. We all got on really well. It was really nice and chill. And it was so Yay. nice when I was in the kitchen and I was like making espresso martinis, just hearing them talk. I was just like, I love this so much. It's so nice. Oh, um, because that's like, that's quite a big thing. Like you liked her, you were bringing her into the relationship and you just had to like cross your fingers and hope that Sam liked her too. Yes, because that's scary. I mean, it's it's hard to find one person you're attracted to and fancy and yes. want to fuck let alone two people it's quite mm-hmm. hard to do that mm-hmm. um that like each other that like each other so um things went really well um we we mainly just played it's, sam was the fucking facilitator here because i was really okay. nervous she was nervous and sam was like right don't go into the bedroom and it was like <laughs> Normally when I'm normally when I'm alone or with men, I feel like I can take yeah. charge and own this shit because I know what I'm doing. But when it comes to women, I'm like, ah, fuck, I don't know how to do this and how to navigate life. <laughs> yeah. So that was quite fun. I really like feeling yeah. like that because normally I feel like I feel like I know it all and I'm just like, yeah, like, there's not, not fucking know it all. There's not a challenge here. Like if I want to get laid, yeah. I'll get fucking laid. But when yeah, with her, I'm very much like, 
can I, can I kiss you? Can I touch you? Can I, <laughs> like, how do I do this? Uh, am I submissive? Am I dominant? Am I the one in control? I don't know. This is it's very confusing. Oh, especially Did you find out whether you were submissive or dominant during the session. Oh, it was, I'm still confused. No, I did not find out because oh. with Sam, I'm very submissive. But yeah. with her, I was very, um, I, I, I wouldn't say I was dominant, but I was definitely the one leading. Mm. But when Sam was there, it was this mm. very confusing, like, am I submissive? Anne? Are you the dom? Ooh. And are you just like, have you just got two submissive women? But then like, I don't know. Yeah. It, it was, it was so confusing. Um, so I, I think it's just a dynamic we just need to figure out. Yes. Um, yes. And so Sam was very good at, at making things happen. He was like, right, let's tie you up first, Reed. And I was like, me? No, not me. But yeah, it's also definitely me, please. Uh, and then we had a tickle session, which was amazing. Yes. Um, and then we What did a tickle session entail? Um, so it depends on different things. Um, it's very much like tickle sessions are very different. Like your, your, what your fantasy is, is very different to real life. And I'm sure anyone mm. who has a fetish and, and actually has done something like that in real life will can, can relate to this where yeah. in your fantasy, it's just so perfect. Uh, but mm. in real life, it's, it's like a whole new thing of sensation. You've been imagining something a certain way for so long. And when it mm. actually happens to you physically, it doesn't, it's like, you know, when, before you fuck somebody, you imagine the sex is going to be amazing. And then you fuck them. And you're like, Oh, that was different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was interesting. I never, I've never really been like double teamed that way before. Um, and it was fucking great. It was just, Yeah there was tools involved so we got like you know, there's feathers little mm -hmm. vibrators brushes mm -hmm. oil hair brushes like there's just everything oh, and it's like i fucking love all that yeah it was it was really amazing um we didn't go too long because again we're trying to test testing each other's boundaries and what we're comfortable with mm -hmm. and then we swapped and had a go and I, I need a nickname for her i should actually ask if she's cool with me saying her name you know that's probably um, maybe you could come up with something like obviously I had quarantine bay yeah and the viking um I'm gonna ask her if I can use her name it's way more easy and she was like super down for me talking about everything on the podcast she was mm. like yeah like super into it and I was like oh my god you're fucking amazing is there something about her that like encompasses who she is oh god I don't know her eyes are stunning I don't know she's pretty like a bambi Bambi's quite cute. Yeah, I could see I could see Bambi working. Let's call her Bambi for now. Um okay. yeah, because she's got like <laughs> beautiful freckles Bambi. all over her face as okay, well. Okay, yeah, definitely Bambi. Bambi. Um so yeah, uh we tied up Bambi and um we just we had a go with her and it was just amazing. And like, I was nervous, but like it was amazing seeing Sam with her. Like that was really exciting and empowering and yeah um like I was almost like mimicking him in some ways but then I was also showing him what I would like what she might like mm. um what goes through your mind when your boyfriend is doing something with another woman most of the time it's just like absolute I don't know it there's not really much that goes through my head unless I have time to think about it when you're in a sexual situation there's not much that goes through your head yeah um true. it's more just like enjoying in the moment mm -hmm. um it's normally feelings of like holy fuck this is happening what the fuck this is crazy oh my god i love this like it's it's yeah. often or not just like extreme positivity mm. um 
Uh, sometimes it hasn't been in threesome situations. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of bored of this, or like, mm, not, I'm not getting a vibe from her, or like, yeah. this feels a bit off. Um, yeah, so in the moment, but afterwards, it's always like the best way I can describe it is like, you're watching the person that you love most of all. Like, you're, it's almost like a, a, like a, I'm so proud of you for being in this situation. You feel like, mm. you know, when your best mate gets laid and you're so happy for them and you're like, yes, yeah. fucking like, I'm so happy for you. Like, get Finally. it. Yeah, it, feel, it feels a bit like that. It feels a bit like, oh, like, fuck. I'm like so happy about yeah. this. Um, What's the word? It's called like, compersion. Com- oh, what's, what does that mean? It's when you're happy for your partner. Wait, I need to look it up. Yes. I've not heard that before. That's cool. Compersion is our wholehearted participation in the happiness of others. It is a sympathetic joy we feel for somebody else, even when their positive experience does not involve or benefit us directly. Thus, compersion can be thought of as the opposite of jealousy and possessiveness. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. That's... So you feel compersion for Sam? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's this... Yeah. I'm going to look that up a bit more. That sounds fascinating. Um, so yeah, it's kind of just like a happiness moment of just like, I'm, I'm enjoying his enjoyment. Yes. Yeah, yeah. exactly that. Yeah. Um, and then, so we, the first night we just did tickling really. Um, mm. I, I mean, and it was just so beautiful as well. So we, we ended up just doing a tickle session um, and very open about like, you know, oh, Oh, she also orgasmed, which was amazing. Wow. She has the capability to come quite easily. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Like, this That's is amazing. Um, especially because, like, toys are involved. Um, yeah. And I'm just, like, fascinated by people who can come quite quick. <gasps> How? Tell me more. And it must be really fun to make her come. Yes. Oh, my God. It was, it was incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Um, words cannot describe, especially in a situation like that. I, I'm just like, you're with three people. How? How do mm-hmm. you even allow your mind to relax? enough to be able to orgasm yeah um and we ended up just like chilling and then watching a film we watched split and got mackie d's (laughs) midnight mackie d's (laughs) um and then uh i i was very clear to us i don't think i'm gonna sleep if you're in our bed is that okay like do you mind sleeping in the spare bed um and that was cool she was cool with that and then the next morning we just like chilled and then yeah. we ended up going back into the bedroom and and having like a threesome, like a, like a threesome situation with a tiny bit of tickling, but mainly it's very hard to do tickling and threesome at the same time. I've seen, I, I, yeah, it's like it's either one or the other kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's good like, learning. Yeah, really good learning. I don't. I mean, I think it will come with time. I wonder if we can mesh them both together. But this is just sort of the first experience mm-hmm. we had together. And yeah, I had, had a beautiful threesome and it was just amazing. And also oh. afterwards, afterwards, and all of us, okay, all of us orgasmed. All three of us in that session, even me, I came. Wait. During the threesome. What, what the oh fuck? Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm actually really proud of you for that. Thank you. I, I was... I was I was just in shock. I was like, I was like, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. And I could hear Sam talking to Bambi and being like, just don't say anything. Just right now. Just hold up, hold up. And it's like he can recognise that when I'm about to come, like oh. with my breath. He was teasing me about it the other day. He was like, oh, he knows <laughs> he your body language so well. I'm oh, so cute. Because um, I think I think um, Bambi was like, I don't know, said something. He was like, wait, just one second. And I'm there, like. Huh! 
like trying to focus to come. Um, and then, yeah, I had an orgasm. I had an Yay. orgasm. Yay. With the wand. I mean, not by mm-hmm. like, not by my hands or anything with the wand. Thank goodness for the wand. Otherwise I just would never come ever. Um, yeah. And yeah. And that was amazing. Then we just ended up like chilling and hanging out and, afterwards and yeah and then I made like this amazing brunch for everyone I love I love making the brunch oh that sounds like such a wholesome experience it was good it went like perfectly so yeah I've just been feeling like mad like crazy good on another level yeah lots of lots of like good thoughts lots of anxious nervous energy but Mm. my therapist today was telling me how that's that can be a positive thing and it you've got new relationship energy yeah I think so we'll see so we need to have, uh, you know, Sam and I, are, Sam and I are chatting about like the future and what this mm. means for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, that's still we're still trying to figure it out. This is something that we're both very, you know, we're all super new to. Um, yeah. And of course, just making it clear with Bambi as well, and just saying like, I had a really nice time. Um, yeah, finding out what she wants. Got a group together. What was okay? What you enjoyed? What you didn't enjoy? Shall we book in another time to see each other? Kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. We'll see. I mean, I just feel like I'm unafraid of my feelings anymore, you know? Just like, I'm mm. human, go with the flow, got to see what it's like. That is um, beautiful. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Well, that leads on very, very nicely to what we're talking about today, which yes. is all about ethical non-monogamy or just non-monogamy. I was um, going to say, we, we have an issue with ethical non-monogamy because it implies that non-monogamy isn't, isn't ethical. ethical. Yeah, yeah. And it has to, this has to be ethical non-monogamy. It's, I don't understand the ethical non-monogamy To thing. me, ethical non-monogamy is the same as non-monogamy, but yeah. someone slapped an E on the front. Because if it's not ethical non-monogamy, then it's just like cheating or like... Yeah, you know, exactly. Like what, what is not ethical, just non-monogamy? But maybe maybe people needed to write that. Maybe NM people just... was It wasn't enough. Maybe... Oh, it could be a it, shame thing of like, no, 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 this is ethical. Everyone's okay with it. Yes, it could be a shame yeah. thing. It could be a, look, this is a safe and nice environment. Not just, mm-hmm. we're not just cheating on each other. Yeah. We're ethical. Just, why would, I don't know why anyone would think that. Like, yeah, oh, it's, it's sleeping around. But that, I feel like that's just our mm. own projections is people yeah. just I mean, I think that. if you want to call it ethical non-monogamy, go ahead. That's fine. If you want to call it just non-monogamy, that is that's also, also a so what's the difference between being poly, being non-monogamous and being open? Are there differences? Are they the same thing? How do we get our head around it? So I, I don't know if I'm correct either. This is what I've picked up is that yeah. non-monogamy is the umbrella term yeah. for all the different types of everything that isn't just a monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. So monogamy being just two people. Mm-hmm. Non-monogamy is kind of like, everything that isn't just you two so that could yeah. be you two plus you're flirting with other people plus you're a sex worker plus you're um, maybe going on dates with other people maybe you fuck uh, only women in your relationship like mm-hmm. uh, there's there's so many rules which is why i say non-monogamous because it's like our rules are constantly changing yeah. we're not open we're not poly we're just like figuring it out yeah, exactly. Yeah, non-monogamous is the umbrella term, I would say. And yeah. poly is one of the one of the ways that you can be 
non-monogamous and being open is a another way that you can be non-monogamous yeah and i mean also within these terms there you know you create your own rules as a couple as Mm -hmm. you know as a uh, yeah as a polycule as it's called which is lovely um as you 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 just create the rules Uh, so poly is kind of generally speaking where you have relationships with other people while you're in your relationship poly kind of i think refers more to being in love with other people yeah Um, like more relationshipy rather than just sex yeah when an open relationship is more about the sex i would say yeah more about like if you say if yeah if oh we have an open relationship so i i could be going off and fucking other people yes. my partner could be going off and fucking other people we could together could just be fucking mm. one person we could just be having threesomes that could still make it open mm-hmm. um but less so i think open tends to give the impression that it's like it's we can have sex with whoever we want and that's cool yeah yeah i would i would give i would say that's the impression it gives yeah. Um, there were also so many other types of being yes. non-monogamous. So if you are really interested in it, I would definitely go and investigate. Ruby Rare did this amazing event on mm. non-monogamy a while ago. And I think she still does them every now and again. And she made like this amazing map of all the different ways that you could be non-monogamous. And it was a perfect way of explaining it. So definitely go and search out her profile on Instagram, which is at Ruby Rare, if you want more information on that. Yeah, it's an amazing resource. It's really nice because I feel like when you're in a non-monogamous community, well, when you're non-monogamous, it does tend to feel like like a lot of people just don't understand and you really have to find your community yeah. of people who understand. I mean, that goes for anything. Yeah. You know, if you're a sex worker, if you're LGBTQ, if you are whatever it is, find yeah. your community. Because the, I- the society can make you feel like shit for it. Can I ask you like a basic question? Why do you want to be non-monogamous? Um, that, that is a good question. Yeah. I want to be non-monogamous because I personally have never really seen the benefit of being monogamous. Um, and I've, I felt like this for, I think for all of my years, for most of my years, the understanding that I have around monogamy mm. for me. Um, and I, it's hard to say, cause when you're in love with somebody, you do get tunnel vision and you only want to be with them. Yeah. Um, and I think non-monogamy for me is, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense in the way that I see the world and I see relationships and I see the future. I think it's very natural for some people as well. I think some yeah, people just think fall so. into it. And then for others, there's going to be a bit more restraint. I wonder whether mm-hmm. it's people that have brains that are more, um, like, I guess, in simple terms, like people that have higher libidos. I wonder if they are the people mm-hmm. that struggle with monogamous relationships it's, yeah it's very possible yeah um people that have a low libido might find it really easy to have a monogamous relationship potentially could, but then it's not could necessarily be. could be yeah could be just it's just not necessarily about sex though like, yeah i could see myself having non-sexual romantic relationships mm. with other people mm-hmm. you know but just having that sort of like that cuddling that kissing it's yeah. almost like we do that anyway with our friendships right when we're when we're so yeah. obsessed with somebody we mm. don't just have one friend a lot of us have multiple friends true and we don't love them any less or any different and no. i mean someone explained to me about polyamory is like but well, how can you love more than one person and it was like well you love your parents true. you love your siblings you love your friends it's it's not yeah. like 
It's, like it's not like your love reserves are used up on one person. Yeah. I think the best way of describing that is if you are a mother and you give birth to one child. Yes. Yeah. And then you love that child with all of your heart. And then you get pregnant and have another child. You yeah. don't then spill it the love. And then that child gets less love than the other child. Your love just grows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the same with polyamory. In my view, because I went through, after my like long monogamous relationship, I have since after that decided that whatever relationship I do end up in will be some kind of non-monogamy. And for me, the reason that I want my relationships to be non-monogamous is that I don't feel like I ever want to get in the way of anyone's life experience. And I don't ever want to feel held back by someone else either. And I think connections with people are one of the most important things in our life journeys. And Mm -hmm. I think love is also what, makes the planet go round it's what makes life work it's what makes us human beings so I think if you put a restriction on that and say oh no you're only allowed that with one person you're only going to come against obstacles that then make you resent that person in some Mm -hmm. way and you're like oh but I just met this guy on holiday and we had a really great connection and we just just wanted to kiss him and I couldn't kiss him because I'm in love with this person back home and they wouldn't have liked it. But mm-hmm. what if that person at home was like, I know how much you love me and I know how much you care about our relationship. And I know that if you kiss that person on holiday, it's not going to mean anything against our relationship mm-hmm. and having that trust and that faith. I think that's such a beautiful thing for a relationship to have, which is why I believe in non-monogamy. Yeah, I be- I believe in it. You know, it's just so hard to execute. Yeah. Um, that theory is just, yeah, it's this idea of allowing your partner to experience life to its fullest. Yeah. I think that's how my ex and I started being non-monogamous mm. and we started as an open relationship because we saw it as like, well, life is so short, you know, like, why would I want to prevent you yes. from having this incredible, amazing sexual experience? You go to a house party and a threesome invites you to join them. I would never want to be that person that stops you from having that incredible life experience. Yes. Um, but I think there's so much to say for like your own personal, like your, the way that you feel about yourself and the way, how, how secure you feel in your relationship, how your, your self-esteem, if you're constantly worried that your partner is going to find someone better Mm. than you, um, then that can really stop. Enjoy, like that can stop you enjoying non-monogamy in any shape or 100%. form. 100%. I don't think that anyone can really have a successful non-monogamous relationship if someone's insecure because it eats you up. And that's where yeah. the whole like jealousy thing comes from. It's when, mm-hmm. when I was in my longer relationship and you and Thomas were non-monogamous, my mm-hmm. thought was, wow, I could never do that. I would be yeah. so jealous. And I think that's everyone's typical response to yes wait you fuck other people don't you get jealous yeah there is nothing wrong with being jealous i think jealousy can be quite a nice thing Mm. and the jealousy is a very human and natural emotion to have but what i think people go wrong with it where they go wrong with it is that they just don't talk about it yes it's just this unspoken thing that's just like oh i wouldn't be okay with that but why oh i don't know i just wouldn't be okay with it it's like well 
what are your fears when you boil it down what are you really worried mm-hmm. of and it's pro- it's down to you know past traumas yeah. and experiences i'm not good and enough, that can also change yeah oh, yeah i'm not good enough and they're gonna find someone better and move on without me yeah when really it in all honesty, having sex with other people just makes you feel so grateful and makes you fall in love with your partner so much oh more. Oh my God, it's crazy how that happens. Mm-hmm. And I didn't yeah. believe that would happen until I experienced it in my last relationship. Yes. Yeah. And I remember when he uh, slept with someone else and we had the conversation initially about it. And I had this like feeling of jealousy, but it didn't feel like how I expected it to feel mm, at all. Not it like, was like rage and anger and sadness. No, it was more like, oh, okay, cool. This happened. Um, how does that then affect our relationship? And yeah. it turns out it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. It, and it doesn't have to. And, and also just being unashamed to talk about jealousy. Yeah. When, when I'm talking about jealousy with Sam, I'm like, oh my God, I actually feel a bit jealous. Yeah. We're so quick to like, hide away from these negative emotions rather than Mm. sit in the uncomfortable feeling of it and talk about Mm. it and understand it I don't think it's bad yeah I don't think it's bad to feel jealousy at all I think if it becomes like this uncontrollable beast then Mm -hmm. that's when you're like oh shit maybe we need to step back from being non-monogamous for a while and need to assess where this huge beast of jealousy is coming from whereas if it is just a small amount of jealousy to be honest Sometimes I think jealousy is quite a lovely emotion because it, it just can feel really it lovely. just shows yeah. that you really care about that person and you're yeah. just like and also Ooh. you're dealing with I don't know some kind of trauma or triggers or something's going on Every, there that you need to process and go through. I don't think anyone doesn't have a trigger when it comes to not feeling worthy, not feeling good enough, and those are the things that are triggered in these kinds of relationships. But yeah, they can be yeah. so amazing to learn from. Yeah, I mean it's it's all it's all an incredible learning mm. path. Um, I also there's also something really important to say about even if you feel comfortable or maybe you do feel jealousy and the idea of your partner going off and even just flying with somebody gives you so much like up like horrible emotions it could be because they're not making you feel secure enough it's not always the work isn't always down to you it could be your relationship and you go and you find the next person who suddenly makes you feel really secure about stuff when I was in that longer relationship that my partner did not make me feel secure in any type of way I didn't feel like like I was just put down so much in that relationship Mm -hmm. and those feelings are just going to make me feel insecure, not good enough of myself, not worthy, all of these things. So no wonder when I saw yours and Thomas's relationship, I was like, wow, I would just be so jealous. Yeah. Like the, the projection, we can't escape this projection of, I could never do that with my partner. Mm -hmm. So how can you? And the judgment as well that comes with non-monogamy, the the amount of times that my ex had friends of his be like, how can you let your girlfriend do that? And he was like shocked by it. Like, what do you mean? Let my girlfriend do what? I'm not letting anyone do nothing. Like she is her own person and we are doing this together. Yeah. Do you own her? yeah so fucked up but then that's just people's projections um and also we don't we really struggle with having the tools to be able to talk about these things you know talk about them to our friends talk about them to our family talk about them to our partner in a way that's like i know how i feel i know that non-monogamy could work for us but i don't know how to explain it and talk about it in a way that would help Mm -hmm. you 
um, I think my, my ex really struggled with the tools and knowing the language to, to react back to that. So he would just be like, oh, that was horrible. And maybe we shouldn't be non-monogamous because I don't know how to react when other people react like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess this goes on to the question of like, how do you mm. tell friends and family that you're non-monogamous? How do you explain it to people that don't get it? I just feel like it should be anything like talking about um, LGBTQ issues. It shouldn't be this whole coming out conversation. Oh God, it should no just way. be part of the conversation. And I've, I've made it part of the conversation with my family where, I, you know, I'm not on the phone to my mom and I'm like, mom, just to let you know, Sam and I are sleeping with other people, you know? It, <laughs> Imagine, uh, it's never been you don't like need that. to say that. No, but some people feel like they might have to mm. or the anxiety, you know, you've not been able to talk about it so you end up blurting it out in another yeah. way. The best way that I've explained it to my mum is like, oh, Sam and I, we have a date with this girl. We're really excited to meet her. I've had a date with her already. And, and she's probably been taken back by it and like, oh, don't really know what to say in this situation, but okay, I'm listening. Yeah. That's cool. Yes, just saying um, it like it's a normal thing. I guess it is because it is normal. Uh, so there are some families out there that will not get it and they won't understand. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. I think that that's when you kind of have to pick your battles and like figure out whether it's something that you do tell them, if it's something that you just have to yourselves in your own relationship. I guess when it gets a little bit more complicated is if you're in a poly situation or if you're on a thruple yeah. or something and you're, you're meeting like, the family. So these are two, my, my two girlfriends <laughs> and, and they're like, um, what? Um, excuse me? Yeah. I mean that it can blow people's minds yeah. because again, all this projection of like, but I could never do that. So mm. how can you do that? I think you just have to um, come in being like, this is so normal and this is just my life and you don't have to yeah. agree with it, but this is how I'm doing it. Yes. It's like, cool. Uh, I might not have asked your opinion, especially if they give it to you without asking, you know, which parents tend to do, family members yeah. tend to do, people tend to do that. Um, but you can say like this, this is what makes me happy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm doing it in the right way that I know how at this point in time, I think people can make you feel really guilty mm. and catch you out. And I think that's what makes you question yourself and question your relationships, but do not let the obscured, um, views of others make you feel any differently about you and your relationship that's all that really matters is how you your relationship and you or your relationships yeah. feel about the situation and as you said before sometimes you know your parents you know your family you know your friends better than anyone um and you know that how they're going to react mm. and maybe it's easier just to not say anything unless it's eating you away inside. Yeah. If you know telling somebody they're going to be outraged, they're not going to understand, it's going to create a barrier between your relationship and make things really complicated and awkward. If if you feel comfortable, you don't have to tell them anything. You don't have to come out to them and say, I've got two boyfriends, you know, and deal with the questions. Mm. Um, but making it part of the conversation is really good. Also, don't forget, don't, also don't forget that like as much as they are your family and are your blood, you can choose your family. You can choose to separate yourself from people and from family members that aren't making you feel good, that do not understand. You can take that step back. Um, you can choose, you can have surrogate parents, surrogate family, yeah. find the people that do support you that do make you feel like a normal human being um that are happy for you just because they gave birth to you doesn't mean you have to stay in their lives you can take that step back she had me clinitized okay 
So shall we go to our listeners' questions? I'm so excited for this bit. So our first question, Lucy asks, if you ask a monogamous partner to open up the relationship and they say no, is the relationship over? Mm. Um, I don't think the relationship's over. I think that you do need to ask if it's something that's like super important to you and if the relationship if you can get what you want from that relationship the the same feelings um and what you would expect from having an open relationship also a no um if it's an absolute no then you have to respect their decision but i think a lot of people are just so scared and don't understand Mm. it it's the same with talking about it to family and friends people react negatively because they don't understand it takes people and they haven't been taught it takes people a while to digest these kind of things as well especially if it's if it's a significant change in the relationship yeah, because their fear, them saying no, they might have easily jumped to, oh my God, you're going to be going out and fucking all these people and I'm going to be at home alone. Mm. Even though that's just an anxiety and a fear of the future mm. and might not actually happen. Um, but I, you definitely need like a, a proper solid conversation about this, like how it would work, how it would look, how you would both do this together and work and figure out things together and, you know, making sure that your partner felt super secure I think one of the first conversations I had with Sam was like, just to let you know, like, I'm I'm in this for the long haul. I see this as a long relationship. The, the relationships that we might have outside of this are, is just sex for a lot of yeah. it. Um, you know, it's just, it's baby steps and it's also hypotheticals. There's, there's so much more to just being like, let's be non-monogamous or let's open our relationship. Yeah. It doesn't, it shouldn't just happen like that. You should do it all together figure it out slowly work it out together i find obviously it's definitely easier if you both come into the relationship fresh and it can be one of those first relationships like hey what do you think of non-monogamy have you ever thought of like having Mm. an open relationship what are your feelings about this and then you can kind of go from there um a lot of people like to build a foundation with a monogamous relationship before they then open up because it builds trust um between the partners and you I feel like you just get to know you it gives you time to get to know that person without other people involved which I think is pretty important in in long-term relationships okay so Danny asks is there a higher risk of STIs in an open relationship oh I love this question yeah obviously there's always gonna be no there's gonna be a higher risk of STIs if you're sleeping with more people I I just feel like Maybe not if you're really on it with protecting yourself against STIs. Well, yeah, you you would have to obviously be very smart. Yeah, with, which not I think many everyone of us that's are. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but when people are in non-monogamous relationships, people are usually really on it with protection because they know that they may maybe are not using protection with their primary partner, but everyone else they use protection with yeah i think people are more on it with that and especially with like regular sexual health screenings and stuff yeah but obviously the more people that you sleep with the higher risk you are at of getting stis yeah yeah it's like the the risk is greater but it doesn't mean to say you will get stis or that these people like being in a non-monogamous relationship you're not looking after your sexual health i feel like people who are in non-monogamous relationships are so on it with looking well, after yeah. their mental mental health, sexual health, sexual health, because it's like yes. probably the most in the whole world. Yeah, because they are getting tested regularly. They are more likely to yeah. use condoms because they don't want to bring anything back to their partner or primary partner. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
But you're right. Yes. Thinking about uh, me having, like, I don't know, a sexual experience with another woman, I wouldn't necessarily use a condom, but I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't mm. use a condom with, like, oral. And, of course, you can pass, yeah. pass STIs through oral. Less likely, yeah. but you can do that. Um, yeah. But then, of course, when we think about penetrative sex, and it's the same with using sex toys as well. Um, because, yeah, you have to be careful about sharing sex toys. I went to the sexual health clinic with someone I was seeing once. Yeah. Oh, going to, doing was, the STI date is, like, so yeah. cute. Yeah. And getting tested and being like, we're going to choose not to fuck with condoms. It's nothing to be ashamed of, mm. embarrassed about. It happens. It happens to all of us. Obviously, all we could do is try and be as safe as possible, get regular screenings and checks. And if you are in an open relationship and you are sleeping with a lot of people, I highly recommend ticking the box that says you go to sex parties so that they test you for more things yeah. than just the classic gonorrhea and chlamydia. Yeah, it's the same with when you say you're a sex worker, they test you for like more shit. And they also yeah. give you the talk of like, are you on prep? You know, like the the mm -hmm. um, the AIDS one that you go on and you take every day to prevent you from getting HIV. HIV. Thank you, HIV. Um, so yeah, and just be honest. Just be honest to your sexual health person that you're speaking with about how mm -hmm. many people, if anything, overestimate. I think that's yeah. I think that's really important. Okay, so Jason says, what about having kids in an open relationship? How would that work? I mean, I, it totally depends on the people and, and what their parenting mm. is like. Um, I, in my per I love the idea of a polyamorous household where everyone looks after the kids in, in like, and loves all the kids. And yeah. yes, people might be leaving and coming back, but I think as long as you are open and communicate with your children and basically mm -hmm. explain everything to them and not yeah. hide away from the fact that you might be like, well, yeah, like, mommy loves this person but mommy also loves this person and this person yeah. and we all love you and explain it like that then I don't think yeah. you can go wrong really I think as long as you're communicating with your kids in a really open and honest way you're going to be teaching them so many amazing lessons about relationships mm -hmm. love and all of that stuff um, and I also just don't think kids really care or would question it. That no, much. if you if you explain it to them properly and you teach them and educate them, you'd be surprised at how much they understand. Yes, that's why that's why we we get so fucked up because our parents never spoke to us about stuff, never explained stuff. Why mm -hmm. you know watching your parents separate was so difficult because we never had a proper yeah. conversation about it exactly and keep yeah. having a conversation about it and keep explaining why it happened you know it's just mm -hmm. we hide away from that i think and i think a lot of people fear that non-monogamous relationships is, is about sex and then it's like oh if i'm talking to my child then i'm talking to them about sex it's mm. like well you can do that as well but you also don't have to make it about sex yeah, the reason so why that you're non-monogamous mommy's hanging out with her new friend tonight yeah <laughs> yeah mommy's getting exactly what she needs mommy really likes hanging out with this friend yeah yeah and it doesn't take any away, anything away from daddy you yeah know? daddy knows daddy daddy's into it daddy sometimes yes. likes to come and watch <laughs> <laughs> but oh, daddy shit. can't watch because you know he's looking after the kids tonight so have fun with dad see ya <laughs> bye and to round this off really 
there was one more question that was, I am, am I boring for being monogamous? And I just wanted to end the episode on no, absolutely not. It's so normal to be monogamous. It's so normal to be non-monogamous. Everything is beautiful. All relationships are beautiful and love is beautiful. So that is it. (laughs) Yeah, that was a beautiful ending. You just, you just got to do you. You got to do what makes you feel comfortable, makes you feel right. Well, it was Test so, it out if you want to. so lovely talking about open relationships and non-monogamy. It's always one of our favorite subjects. We love it. Yeah, we could talk forever on it. Um, but yeah, we hope this episode has been helpful for anyone. Like, please yeah. let us know if we've chatted some shit, if we've made a mistake, if we generalized or done something wrong, because we're both here to learn we're and human understand more. We're just human beings, um, just talking about what we know. <laughs> if you like this episode as well, please do share it around. This is how we get into more people's ears. Share it with your friends, your family, your mother, your brother, your dad, your uncle. Mother and um, brother. <laughs> fuck knows where this and is it- going. But share it, review it, rate it, subscribe. Yes, please do all of the above. And of course, you can check out everything we're doing on Instagram. I forgot what it's called then. <laughs> Whoa. Um, at Come Curious, as well as we have a Twitter, and we also have a Facebook group, which yeah. is really popping off at the moment. So go it's check so it out. So wholesome, and I just love the Curious Fuckers so much, and like yeah. they can't, they give me You're so much joy, and like love when I think of the Curious Fuckers. I just, I feel like it's a really, it's a really beautiful heart. group. Like people are asking questions and answering them. So get yourself mm. involved on mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. Um, and of course you can follow Florence and I on our own personals at Reed Amber X and Florence Bark. Hey, yeah. Yeah, and until next until next week, curious fuckers. See you next Thursday. See you next Thursday. Bye. Bye.